dear friends and uh, deputy i think um, uh, i think that the deputy will remember that when i had responsibility mm -hmm. as minister for the office of public works between 93 and 97 we had many conversations about how the green areas could be expanded out and how the different facilities could be linked together, including the Phoenix Park. So I'm delighted to see you here and, uh, as a neighbour, but indeed to see all of you. And as I just said in Irish, it's always particularly encouraging uh, to see the diversity of the people who are gathered here, both in terms of age and in terms of interest. Uh, there's something very natural about that. Uh, and because, uh, and I, I think it's very, very important. I was delighted when I was asked by Figna Hypercompatibly, the OPW, uh, to speak at the inaugural Phoenix Park Biodiversity Festival and Honey Show. Uh, the, I do, the, it's an initiative of the Office of Public Works, and the aim of the show, as you have just heard, uh, is to celebrate the Phoenix Park's rich and natural biodiversity through a programme of events consisting of free activities, including walks, talks, tours, documentaries, music uh, uh, and art. I think that uh, sometimes, and in fact Sabina and I probably, Sabina is unveiling a plaque to Dr. Lynn, uh, uh, who one of the greatest women involved in the citizen army in a war of independence and in medicine. So that's why Sabina isn't with me. But she's often saying to me, why aren't we in fact going out more around the park? <coughs> there are some structural difficulties associated with it at times uh, as to how I c can get out. And, but, for, but I think everybody should really, it is an extraordinary resource. And it's a very, very good idea to, that you have an invitation now to these walks, talks, tours, documentaries, music and art. And I think as well, something that is very important, and I do want to pay tribute to them. I spoke in Dublin Castle not so long ago about what I would call our biodiversity crisis. And I'm particularly grateful to all of those scientists who are coming into the public arena and giving us such great advice. And the information that they're giving us is something we can share. And it helps, if you like, the movement not just towards protection but sustainability. People like Professor Jane Stout of Trinity College, who is going to supervising our own survey in the, at the moment in the in, in Orson Dr. Simone Kiuti from UCD, and our friends in the National Biodiversity Centre, and indeed those who were so impressive at that meeting I referred to in in Dublin Castle, Birdwatch Ireland. So what you have available at this festival what a great title it has, if you, if you, if you like, the Biodiversity Festival at Honey Show, uh, are people, experts who are generously sharing their learning and understanding of the park with a broad audience. 
I think that sometimes as well, uh, it was, I've been thinking about this, about when good surveys and good summaries are done on where we stand on different things, it's sometimes the information doesn't get out to the widest possible public. And not enough people are aware that over the years the Office of Public Works has been undertaking a variety of surveys, generating detailed inventories of the wildlife and biodiversity of the Phoenix Park. And the Office of Public Works staff, that in addition to their own work, uh, have been in their own programme, have been working with other civil society organisations like Birdwatch Ireland that I mentioned, University College Dublin School of Biology and Environmental Science, and of course the National Park and Wildlife Service, in relation to the protection of species and their habitats in the park. Now, all of this legacy of data and research will in fact inform the programme you will participate in. That it's the programme that has been developed for this new festival. The festival's purpose is to build public engagement with and understanding of the wonderfully diverse place that is the Phoenix Park. And by doing so, engendering a civic support for it as the great resource it is to be celebrated and protected. And in doing so, deepening our connection and our resonance with nature, ecology and biodiversity. And it's good to see so many young people because the present generation of young people have a great knowledge, uh, uh, a much better knowledge of nature, and those who will come next even more. But also it's very important, as I say this, that there are many people in the older age categories who indeed have a great uh, knowledge. It's in some of the categories in between that we broke our connection, as it were, between respect for nature. The Phoenix Park, as you heard, is one of the largest enclosed recreational spaces within any European capital city. It has already been called a great lung for the city, a sanctuary, if you like, from the city, a place where people feel the benefits, too, of being in touch with nature. Yes, it is the home of the, the president's residence as an inhabitant in the Phoenix Park. And I have to tell you as well, we are, in fact, on, we have the first draft report of our own biodiversity survey and we'll also be undertaking, I can tell you as well, a, an energy audit in relation to how we can change certain things in relation to the orders which I have initiated. With the growing trend towards urbanisation, it is important to make room for biodiversity to flourish and coexist with us. For it is through our protection of national biodiversity that we, and generations to come, will be able to enjoy the balance it brings and the pleasure it brings. And when we're speaking of biodiversity, and it's getting the term into comprehension and regular usage is sometimes difficult, we're referring to the variety and variability of life on Earth. And I think biodiversity is a measure of the variation at the genetic species and ecosystem level. And while terrestrial biodiversity is usually greater nearer the equator, coming home to Ireland, Ireland is home to 28 land mammal species, 400 bird species at different levels of vulnerability, and 4,000 plant species and 12,000 insect species. When I spoke in Dublin Castle, I think I concentrated very much on the threat that that latter is in particular. The National Parks and Wildlife Service is responsible for the protection and conservation of Ireland's natural heritage and biodiversity at national government level. It has key strategies for protecting these species, and indeed how well I remember them. 
three major categories are conservation areas, and it's nice to be able to read to them out now and say how important they are. Special areas of conservation, special protection areas, and natural heritage areas. I have the clearest memory of my discourses around the country in the 1990s when I signed all of these into law. Things have moved on, and I'm grateful for it. I had the privilege, as I've said, of signing all these into law, and I never regretted it uh, uh, for a second. Uh, in fact, there is others I had in relation, in relation to fresh water and marine life, uh, which were at the same time. But the fact that countries as well, something important, we have moved on, and we're also sharing information now, which is so important. And Ireland is one of 130 countries that are active in the protection of biodiversity at international level through membership of the Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services. That platform enables governments and society around the world with scientific assessments on the state of the planet's biodiversity ecosystem. People can share information. And also, it's something that is very important. Everything is connected in the end. And that is, is very, very important. I think, as well, at the recent meeting in Paris, and I haven't very much more to say except at this, is that everybody really had a back-straightening moment. I think the members of the platform at the Paris meeting were given stark evidence on the state of the natural environment, which highlighted the alarming decline in nature, a critical risk for humanity in the 21st century. That evidence was published in the Global Assessment Report on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services. It's the most comprehensive assessment of its kind ever yet produced, and it had a very clear message. That message was nature, biodiversity, the life that we share on this planet with other forms of life, and the contribution it makes to human existence is in deep trouble. As with climate change, the scientific evidence is unequivocal. The primary cause of this is human-driven. And one of the great advantages of festivals like this is that while people sign agreements at international level, and while people may set up institutional responses, it is human behaviour, and every piece of behaviour matters. The report tells us that globally we're losing a biodiversity at a rate that is unprecedented in human history. The number of plants, insects, mammals and birds that are threatened or endangered is growing year after year. The report assesses these changes that have taken place over the past 50 years and it presents a very clear picture of the relationship between economic development and how it affects biodiversity. I'll be speaking at the United Nations next week and in a number of lectures I'm giving in New York, I'll be stressing the importance of having a different view, a new paradigm of thinking that will link what I would call eco-social eco eco economic policy, of how these things hang together and how these approaches internationally must be brought together. I think the land, ocean, atmosphere and biosphere, they are being altered at an unparalleled rate. The report makes it clear that the current response from the international community, frankly, to loss of biodiversity is insufficient, and that deep, sustained, shared, transformative changes are needed to restore and protect nature and the benefits and essential services that are derived from it. And none of this is bureaucratic. 
it simply makes sense that to move out of balance with all these forms of life is in fact something that is unacceptable. We're also looking in Ireland to have what the great resource that it is, the Irish National Biodiversity Data Centre, which is collecting and managing data on Ireland's biodiversity, documenting Ireland's wildlife resources, and tracking how it is changing over time. And just a few months ago, they published results, for example, from its butterfly and bumblebee recording schemes. These surveys reveal rates of decline in these important insects that must be of concern to all of us. Declines in the bumblebee population are significantly above the 1% annual global average. We're doing worse than others. And as with climate change, the situation is urgent. But I say all of this not to create a pessimism, because solutions are possible. And each and every one of us at our different level can in fact help reverse these deeply worrying trends that threaten life, human su future survival on the planet. I'm delighted that the Office of Public Work in its management of the Phoenix Park is giving leadership and setting a standard for biodiversity information by shining a light on this issue through the festival. And I think it's taking place in such an important setting. This celebration of the rich and natural biodiversity right here in our capital city is an example of what we can do in an urban setting. And indeed, Joan and I would know as well from times past, urbanisation is one of the biggest global problems at the present time. Given population increase and movement of migrant populations across out much of it due to fleeing from climate change, the cities are going to be a real problem. And this kind of festival and the information it, it disseminates is very important. For biodiversity decline and loss of habitats doesn't happen in isolation. As I have already said, it is connected to societal and economic issues that are also relevant. Climate change itself is a significant cause of biodiversity loss. Sustainable measures to protect biodiversity then can also have a positive impact on other societal challenges. Sustainable agricultural practices to protect biodiversity can at the same time meet food production needs. And something that strikes me as often as I look out and I see all the people who are using the, the, the Phoenix Park, how important it is that it is a public space and how important it is that you have these access to the, what is happening in the festival in, in a free way. In fact, if there is a lesson for all of us as we look across all the, way across Europe and far beyond Europe, is that the more that the public world and the public space has been enhanced for universal enjoyment, the better it is. It has been, if you like, the extreme individualism that has attacked this, that has created so much problems. Indeed, I often think of the bad-tempered debates in the past when one suggested simple things like in relation to hedgerow cutting policies at local authorities, the bad-tempered response that it sometimes brought. And we have to say that we have moved on, but maybe we haven't moved far enough on, I believe myself, in relation to this. I'll be speaking about farming itself at the Plowing Championships this coming week. And there, of course, farming, uh, farming is something much more than agricultural production, but it is the very fabric of our rural landscape and it plays a vital role in our fight against biodiversity loss. And the Department of Agriculture, Food and Marine 
has been working with farmers, the custodians of our countryside for many years, now in rolling out agri-environmental schemes to protect and enhance biodiversity. And when I visit the Mokra and the Fermas and the other the organisations, they are coming into that much better. There's been a substantial progress in targeted biodiversity conservation measures, the Green Low Carbon Agri-Environmental Scheme, GLOSS, the Burden Programme, and how well I remember the Burden Programme had a great achievement, those early discussions, where the whole community cooperated to be able, in fact, actually to, to do things together. And then, of course, the European Innovation Partnerships. There are 50,000 farmers now participating in GLOSS, and this is a scheme that's hugely influential on the farming landscape because it prioritises action which target the preservation of primary habitats and species. And at the more general policy level, we have to make sure that farmers with that mentality in relation to farming are in fact sustained in rural societies. The burn programmes, I've said, came to being from consultations with the wider farming community because they wanted to protect a precious local ecosystem. And then there is, the far, from the farm level to the national level, the All-Ireland Pollinator Plan, which was launched in 2015. And that plan is about all of us. Farmers, you have already heard me speak of local authorities, schools, gardeners and businesses. And I do want to really praise those teachers who are often in their own time and others encouraging information and encouraging the dissemination of information to pupils. All people, that's the good news, people coming together to try to create an Ireland where pollinators can survive and thrive. And we can all make small and easy changes to our landscape that will help protect these vital creatures. And this plan makes steps in showing us how, all too, how easily we can achieve pollinator-friendly habitats, no matter where we are. Simple actions like mowing grass less often. People just have a great obsession about that, must say. No matter where we are, uh, I think retaining soft landscaping over hard-paved surfaces and letting the odd flowering weeds spring up in your garden here. I remember being, one time when I was writing poems, being interesting about the very concept of a weed uh, altogether, which I have a difficulty in accepting. And then in colloquial terms, they would say he was very weedy and so forth. Everything that plants grows like that is incredibly important. And I think allowing that is very beneficial to pollinators. So I encourage you to do all these small things and add to them and share information on them. For each measure has the potential to influence change and protect our environment and biodiversity and assist in climate mitigation. Finally, Marfakas Kirkun Krika Karlesh and Meda Talaro, Magastigum Gawak, Will Usat and Changafi, Mar Ganathan Sustainability. But this weekend, we're not only here to celebrate biodiversity, but also the produce of the honeybee. The Honey Show event has been held in the Phoenix Park since 2015. And I can report some more good news as well, is that the people subscribing to, uh, to the different courses on, 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 on that has absolutely taken off yeah, and I, that, that was very very good news I think that the show has been here since 2015 competitors from across Ireland come to display their honey in all its glorious forms and the Aura's participating this year I'm not sure where <laughs> or have we faded away no good I'm delighted to hear that anyway but the point was we have 
we keep a bee ourselves. <laughs> the, the most important managed species of pollinator is the honeybee. And I'm very pleased, as I have just said, that there's been a surge in the number of people taking up the courses and acquiring the craft of beekeeping. So you can, at the show, sample the delights that are produced by this wonderful, wonderful insect. So I want to take the opportunity then to wish all the competitors in the honey show my very best. Good night, August And I look forward maybe to sampling some of the honey in its various forms and flavours. But I do want to congratulate all those who've worked behind the scenes to deliver this inaugural biodiversity festival and honey show, particularly those who work in the office who've been working at the Office of Public Works for their efforts and inspiration in organising a new festival, and all the state departments, agencies and local authorities who have cooperated. And of course, uh, our great national resource, the many voluntary organisations that have combined to facilitate the smooth running of the event. And that's very important. The new partnerships will have to have new forms of discourse and partnership between voluntary and state and central state and local state if we are to achieve our objectives. And so, to all those visiting the, bio, the inaugural biodiversity and honey show over the next two days, may I wish you to have a very enjoyable and inspirational experience. Thank you.